You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for December 17th, 2023, the third Sunday of Advent. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Elizabeth Garnsey. It's based on John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 and 19 through 28. Well, going down an internet rabbit hole, as one can do, I recently stumbled across a large Boston healthcare company's website designed for foreign professionals and students coming to work or study in their institutions. In order to help their new arrivals adapt more easily to American culture, the site lists several broad categories of interest, such as tipping, sports, time management, and so on. And it offers a brief explanation of how each topic is approached in the United States. Out of curiosity, I clicked on the bullet point labeled individualism. It said, Americans usually view every person as a self-sufficient individual, and this idea is important to understanding the American value system. It said, everyone is their own person, not a representative of a family, community, or any other group. Likewise, U.S. Americans do not like to think of themselves as being dependent upon others or as others being dependent on them. To me, this was astonishing in its stark character, and I was struck by how antithetical it is to everything we aspire to in our faith tradition and communion with one another. As an unvarnished description of American culture, It certainly would explain why we're in the midst of an epidemic of loneliness and isolation, which the U.S. Surgeon General wrote about in a public health advisory issued earlier this year. On a listening tour across the United States, the Surgeon General said people of all ages and from all religions and socioeconomic backgrounds told him they felt isolated, lonely, and insignificant. He said in every corner of the country, people would tell him, I have to bear all of life's burdens by myself. Social disconnection had become more common than the Surgeon General or maybe any of us could have realized. Many of us relate painfully to this epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Some of us are those individuals. But when we grow up and live in a culture where self-sufficiency and self-reliance is held in such high regard, and reliance on others for help is considered weak or even shameful, we are bound to break eventually. Because we are not designed to be a collection of isolated individuals bearing all our burdens alone. And yet we live as though that's who we are. We spend most of our lives building our individual empires of one, working like maniacs to get ahead, build our fortunes, polish our reputations, gain the respect of our peers, please or outdo or even outrun our families of origin by forging our own paths. In psychological and spiritual terms, this hustle and need to achieve could be called the framework for our ego or our false or small self. And depending on the the price that we or others are made to pay for our achievements, those achievements are not bad things in themselves. On the contrary, accomplishment is good for us. It's just that in the process of pursuing our personal empires, most of us don't factor in or take time for the quest to discover our larger self 
the deepest place in ourselves that none of our other pursuits can touch. And the deep place I'm talking about is your soul. It's that eternal flame of life and vitality that flickers constantly inside every single one of us. This light has its origins in the light of the world that exists from the very beginning, the very same light the gospel is referring to today and to which John came to testify. This is the great constant, the great eternal truth of our lives, that the light of God is in us and we are in the light of God. And everything we do with our lives serves to obscure that light or to bring it forward. We will do well to learn what the 14th century German theologian Meister Eckhart taught. God is not found in the soul by adding anything, but by a process of subtraction. Just as it is critical for us to come to know who we are, it is essential for us to realize and know who we are not. Though we build our style, our tastes, our resumes, our social networks, our careers and our net worth, we must not mistake these for our security or intrinsic goodness or validation or confidence. Because life is the way it is, full of surprises and unpredictable twists of fate, any of these things might be stripped away from us at any time. Our resumes or social networks or even our health are not the core of who we are. They do not equate to our souls. In fact, we are not our stories. We are not our jobs or our reputations or our physical strengths or weaknesses. We are not even who our social circles say that we are. We are each and every one of us something much more at our core than these passing things. I've come to realize that John the Baptist's superpower is that he knows who he is not. When the authorities come asking who he is, he makes it clear first and foremost who he is not. I am not the Messiah. Are you Elijah, the prophet like Moses we've long awaited? I am not, he says. Who is he then? John very well could have claimed the status of a great prophet, and historically speaking, he was one. And the movement building around his preaching and baptizing across the Jordan in the wilderness is large enough to alarm the authorities and make them worry. Even if John is the long-awaited prophet or Elijah returned, he knows that at his core, it is nothing compared to who he knows himself to be deep in his soul. He knows that however popular or important he becomes, he himself is not the light but he lives to bear witness to the true light. He exercises his voice to clear the path for others in the wilderness to encounter this light for themselves. I love the term soul-searching because soul-searching literally means to explore one's own soul. It means to introspect and to clear away all the inner clutter that obscures our vision and our ability to see the truth about ourselves. And it clears the way for us to live from a place of clarity and wisdom, which brings joy and the peace and the freedom that comes with knowing the truth. 
This same gospel is the one where Jesus says, know the truth and the truth shall set you free. In John the Baptist's case, he subtracts all expectations placed on him and trains his energy and attention on pointing the way beyond himself to Jesus, the greater light, the embodied light that shines in us all. John does not depend upon those identities that would have granted him status and legitimacy among the establishment and the status makers. Shedding all such projections and expectations, tempting as they might be, John lives with razor focus as a witness to the light of God. The verses that are left out of today's passage say this light is the light that enlightens everyone. This light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. In Advent, I hate to break it to you, we are not waiting for the baby Jesus to be born, an event that happened 2,000 years ago. No, in Advent, we are looking for the eternal light of God to be born in us again and again. In Advent, we are invited to clear away all that has been clouding our vision and darkening our souls to welcome this light in anew. In our final blessing after Holy Communion, we invite the light of God to shine in us and scatter the darkness from before our path. Another way of invoking the process of subtraction in order that we might find God in our souls shining like the sun and freeing us to live our fully human lives, interconnected and interdependent with one another, bearing one another's burdens, and joining our voices to bear witness to the light of God for others in their wilderness, to help make the way through any wilderness a little more straight. Because for we who sit in darkness and isolation, we come to see that the light of justice and human kindness and bearing one another's burdens is the way out of darkness and isolation. The whole of creation begins to shine with the light of the world when the light in me greets the light in you, as the yogis say with their namaste. We might be strong and independent and important, all well and good, but we are not people who can long go it alone or who can thrive by cluttering our lives with things and attributes that don't bring forth the light of God in us. When we make the time and space for our own soul searching, we begin to subtract who we are not until we discover who we are. Our spiritual vision begins to clear and the light can shine forth in our lives and no darkness can overcome it. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website www.stmarksnewcanon.org